Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report as we return for the first time in three weeks. Something like that. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. First time in 2021. Show number 161 for January 7th. It's the Hammerdown Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live from the Hammerdown Racing Report home studios. Scott Hammer, Jerry Keezer, Ron Miller with you. What was that? You've done well there. I mean, you've got everything. Yeah, I've, it's been about a year that we've been using these boxes, so I'm starting to get used to it. It's, I want to point that way. I mean, that way. It's just the opposite. I just have to, anyway. Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about if they're not watching us right now. Uh, coming at you live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter every uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, we have a website now, too. Our website is back. We had one a while ago, and, and we're back now. So if you need more information on the show uh, or you want to sponsor or anything, uh, make sure you check it out. It's hammerdownracingreport.com. Pretty easy to get to. Boom. You thought Scott, I forgot about that, didn't you? New intro video, and if you've got uh, something you'd like to see, send him a clip. Yeah, he, uh, he can slide it right in there. I don't want to do it again. No, you do. <laughs> you know you do. And uh, if you're you, listening, you're just telling us that it was fun. If uh, you're listening to us on uh, iHeartRadio, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever, um, if you watch the video of us, there's a video that plays at the beginning. So you have right. to go to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And while you're there, why not just uh, click the like button or follow or whatever you, you happen to, to, to be on. We appreciate that. So, it's and look, not nice to beg, but please, 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 please. <laughs> I don't Whatever. Tonight on the show, uh, we're going to talk uh, winter racing. It's a winter-themed racing program. We have uh, sprint car uh, ice racing. Uh I think he's uh, the main guy, Nick Barry. He's going to be calling in here just a little bit. He's from New Hampshire. The, the, if you haven't seen the videos on YouTube of this, uh, basically they go to a, a lake or a pond or something, someplace big. They plow off the snow. I think I read it has to be at least 14 inches thick, the ice, and they race. They put uh, chains on the tires. Uh, he'll explain all, all the details on it. And uh, they got a big deal coming up uh, that, I'll, that we'll let him talk about. And then Barry Marlowe. From uh, Great Lake Super Sprints uh, has been talking to Nick, and they're kind of getting together. And uh, Barry's talking about bringing that uh, kind of racing up to uh, Michigan. So uh, we'll we'll be talking to both those gentlemen about that. And if uh, you didn't have a chance to get out to the Hangover Race at Sandusky Speedway on New Year's Day, you probably were a lot drier than Ron and I. Oh, uh, buddy! But you missed out on a history-making run, Dan Dittman. Uh, winning both the Moonshine Stock and Champagne Stock features, beating even the the king of the Champagne Stock uh, features. He's, he's been knocked off his throne, Ron Miller. My kid did that a couple of years ago. He did, yeah. Yeah. The dominance is uh, no longer there. And you were beat by a, a, a bomber, which I don't know if that adds insult to injury, though. Scott, I explained it before, buddy. Eight-inch tires. I had some mounted up sitting here, and I thought, you know, we should take those, and I didn't, and bad mistake. So you think the tires were the big thing? On 
on snow, you don't want a big fat wide tire. You want a, a skinny little tire because there's more weight per square inch. Well, there was no, there was no through. snow. That was all rain. One, one inch of standing water <laughs> is the same. It might be worse than snow. Yeah. There was a lot of hydroplaning. So uh, we'll talk to Dan a, a little bit later on in the show about, about, uh, about how he happened. I thought I saw Dan putting on some wider tires for the uh, champagne. Yeah. Class. And he, and he took them off, he took them off. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that coming up a little bit later on. I want to thank our sponsors, of course, Oak Shade Raceway, uh, where the fastest meet to race every Saturday night. Look for their schedule coming out in, uh, well, about two months, the end of, end of February. Hopefully we'll, we'll have some dates, uh, uh, before then we'll let you know when we get those. Also, make sure to support Real Geese uh, Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, and they're manufactured right here in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or give them a call, 419-800-8100. Bill Street Speedway, their their race was uh, postponed from... Yeah, it's pointing. I thought you were just pointing your breast for some reason. Oh, no. Pointing at the logo. Jerry pointing at the... Didn't know it was that kind of party. No, no. <laughs> uh, Mill Street Speedway uh, was originally scheduled for January 2nd for the Hangover 2 race. Same rules at Sandusky Speedway, but doing it on dirt. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, would have been just terrible with how wet it was and everything. Hopefully, track will dry out and uh, or freeze or both uh, by uh, a week from Saturday. It's been rescheduled. It was pushed back two weeks to January 16th. So uh, I, I guess you could say that the hangover two was muck delayed. Okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. And uh, uh, about eight inches of muck. And I saw Scott, uh, Scott Warner is inviting the, uh, the Lima land uh, and Eldora stocks to run with the moonshine uh, stocks as well for that event. So, Hope to have a, a big crowd out there for the return of racing in the middle of winter and Millstream. I don't know if Millstream's actually ever run a race in the middle of winter. Not that well, I'm I, aware of. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. So it could be a first. Big D's Pizza back on board, uh, and they have a new uh, burger, the Big Nut Burger. The the Big Nut guy, that fan. I'm not a Buckeye fan because yeah. I went to Michigan State, but uh, that crazy-looking dude was there, and he's they got a burger named after him now, and got the uh, national championship coming up on Monday. Is that when that is? Yes. Taking on Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. A little bit of football for you here on the Hammerdown Racing Report. (laughs) Also, got to thank Ryan Miller Race Cars, uh, 734-856-7223. I was over at a shop the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right there it is. Right there going by. Uh, He's got... (laughs) Uh, so a bunch of, bunch of things going on in, in his shop, but, uh, if you need parts, safety equipment, anything, uh, give him a call again, seven, three, four, eight, five, six, seven, two, two, three. Advice on how to run third at the hangover race. <laughs> Is that why I finished third too? Must be Scott. <laughs> uh, speaking of the, uh, hangover race, uh, want to give us that, uh, racing roundup, Jerry? Sure. This week's racing roundup brought to you by Tim's Dirt Track Simulators. I'm here at the home of Tim's Dirt Track Simulators, the Hill Banks in Lima, Ohio. Don't forget, uh, Tim will be at all your local racetracks in 2021. Look for him with the simulators and his souvenirs. This week's racing roundup, starting off with the 42nd annual Wild Bill Hart Hangover Race at Fantusky Speedway. Dan Dittman topped the Outlaw Late Models in the Champagne Stock class, making history as the first driver to win in two classes on the same day as he picked up the win in the Moonshine 
stock class as well. Ron Miller, our very own Ron Miller, finished third in the Champagne stock, and Scott Hammer finished third in the uh, Moonshine stocks. In the Whiskey stock, it was Rich Gregory picking up the win. The Hangover 2, as Scott said, at Millstream Speedway, originally scheduled for January 2nd, has been postponed to January 16th, next Saturday, due to saturated grounds. The Tulsa Shootout in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the Expo Center, indoor races leading up to the Chili Bowl. Winners were Mitchell Moles in the Winged Outlaw class out of Raisin, California. And the non-Winged Outlaws with Chris Carroll out of Claremore, Oklahoma, picking up the win. The winged A-class and stock non-wing winner was Brian Carber out of Pipersville, Pennsylvania. The restricted A-class winner was Jackson Woods out of Benton, Illinois. The junior sprints winner was Lucas Malden out of Rancho Marietta, California. And the 600cc modified winner was Mason Kiefer out of Cape Camp Verde, Arizona. Down under in Australia, Callum Williamson beat World of Outlaw part-timer James McFadden and Ann Brock Zierfoss in the 4th century on Saturday at Perth West, the Perth Motorplex in Western Australia. McFadden fended off Zierfoss to win on Monday, uh, December 28th at Perth, and Zierfoss dominated 410 action at Ellenbrook Speedway, leading all three laps. And that does it for this week's racing roundup. Again, brought to you by Tim's Dirt Track Simulators. Uh, also helping out this week for the How Many. So look forward to that later on this broadcast. We're going to send out a prize pack to next week's How Many winner. Thanks to Tim. And uh, General Tire, who's your tire and super clean? All right. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, I believe we have uh, Nick Berry on the line. And uh, also we have uh, Barry Marlowe we're going to uh, bring in here. Uh, first, uh, Nick, are you there? I'm here. All right. Gotcha on the phone. Doing this all on the fly. <laughs> Trying to click on things here. There we go. Got everybody. Uh, we got uh, Barry. Uh, Marlowe from the Great Lakes Super Sprints with us, and uh, he, I guess he's been uh, talking with you, Nick Barry, uh, about your uh, Sprint Cars on Ice deal. Uh, first, give us a little bit of a background on on the uh, the Sprint Cars on Ice. Uh, yeah, well, um, Sprint Cars have been around uh, probably for about four or five years now. Um, we've been messing around with them on the ice. Um, but Hampshire, so to speak, isn't anything new. It's been around for uh, quite a long time, dating back to the, uh, you know, 50s. And then uh, the club that we've been racing with has uh, been around since 1978. And then, uh, like I said, uh, you know, we've got some sprint cars going. And uh, about four or five years ago, and um, hadn't run a sprint car on the ice, per se. Um, myself, I actually started running one in 2019 um but i was the uh, original one to bring sprint car racing um to the state of new hampshire in the first place um when i created the uh scone sprint car of new england uh dirt series so we, we've uh, been at it for a little while now so uh, tell us a little bit about your uh your racing background you said you started racing on the ice in just 2019 what were you doing before that yeah, I mean, um, I started racing originally on the ice uh, when I was 13 years old, and um, just I did that with a mini stock, and then did that one season on the dirt, and then um, just my love for uh, sprint car racing, um, watching it back in the day on, on like the old TNN and stuff like that, uh, it inspired me at 15 years old to create my own uh, dirt racing sprint car series. 
Um, so we, uh, I did that for, for a long time. Um, I was a promoter and, um, wore many hats, um, between, uh, doing the promoting as well as being a race car driver. So I was racing with my own series, uh, running sprint cars. And then I've also raced, uh, the Northeast style, uh, dirt modifieds. Um, primarily what I've done, um, most of my career racing is, uh, sprint cars and modifieds. Um, I raced the Chili Bowl in 2018 and, uh, like I said, 20, 2019, we, uh, went sprint car racing on the ice and I've been doing that. And, um, first year I did it, I mean, we won uh, nine out of 12 races. Um, last year, the, uh, the ice wasn't very good last year. I, uh, uh, ran one race, um, which is called Lackey, which is, uh, up here. It's like one of hundred or so nationals to us. Um, built a brand new car, uh, last year, ran it, um, so I'll lap the whole field with it and uh, end up breaking with two laps to get home. So oh, that was my season. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sorry, yeah. the, the car, the sprint cars you race on ice, is, they're the same cars that you would race during the summer on the dirt? Yep. Full blown dirt car. Yep. Uh, the only thing that we really, really change, obviously, is, uh, you know, tires and stuff like that. Um, that is, all. Uh, you know, we run a narrower tire with a, uh, either a, a stud or um, a studded chain. Um, we just started allowing the uh, actual snowmobile studs and screws and stuff like that uh, recently. Um, but yeah, that's what you do. Um, other than that, like I said, it's a full blown uh, dirt print car. Um, the only thing other than those, um, you know, changing out some tires and stuff like that would be uh, most of the guys were running um, carburetor now uh, just because of the cold. Um, you know, you can't run methanol. You better run race gas. Uh, so I run a C12 uh, VP racing fuel right now. Um, and my car is on a carburetor. Uh, you could do it. You could do it um, with an old, like, Hillborn injection as well. Uh, we're just, you know, just changing out the injectors to a gas injector. Okay. Nick Ron Miller here. Um, I, the, the company I was working for uh, back in the 70s and early 80s, uh, had me stationed in the Albany, New York area. And I remember going to a couple of lakes there uh, that had some ice racing and, and it, it looked like a real hoot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Um, you know, and, and this is coming from someone who honestly hates the cold, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, believe it or not, you know, your adrenaline's racing and, and you actually, you know, you get out of the car, you're sweating and, uh, that's, you know, and we don't really, really bundle up all that much, really. I just wear a hooded sweatshirt and and uh, stuff like that. You know, you stay warm with the adrenaline. So what? Um, what, what a lot of fun. You just had a a big announcement uh, yourself there. You want to tell us about that with uh, Mav TV? Yeah. So um, we had we got a deal going with uh, Mav TV. Um, they're going to be coming to New Hampshire and doing. Uh, doing some filming, um, like a, a delayed, um, show, so to speak. Um, they're going to be doing that in February, coming to New Hampshire and doing that at the end of February. So, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously huge news for the, uh, for the series and, um, the group of racers and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, the, uh, support behind Spring Cars on Ice has just been overwhelming, to be honest. It's, uh, it, it's almost seems like it went, viral amongst the uh, racing community. 
it's it's definitely every day it seems to get you know and and bringing mass tv on is you know obviously only gonna you know and heighten things and, and get our series out there and and you know hopefully that'll bring in more sponsorships and uh you know create more interest and bring in more drivers so is uh, an average uh, racing event, is it, like, is it just like a, a Saturday night dirt track where you have heat races and a feature? Uh, and, and what, what uh, yeah, what's, what's so, the average field size uh, that you get? Yeah, the, the size of the field is um, it's kind of limited due to the ice racing because of the conditions we race in. Um, so we're, we have like a total of like 13 um, sprint cars, uh, ice sprint cars, I should say. Um, and you realistically, you start getting beyond eight or 10 of them on the track and it's actually too much. Um, there's the visibility's poor. Um, so you, you really don't want to start any more than 10 cars early. And in my opinion, um, you know, some, you know, you can try it, but it, in my opinion, it's not recommended. We just dealt with that, didn't we, Scott? Poor yeah. visibility. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I thought I saw in some of the videos uh, that you had that you guys actually have, like, it looks like a plexiglass kind of windshield and actually a windshield wiper. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I forget about that. That would be the only other thing that really differs from the um, an actual traditional dirt sprint car is uh, we have been um, running either safety glass or a Lexan uh, windshield with a wiper. Um, that cuts some of the some of the stuff down, but you know it's it's uh, it's interesting for sure. I mean it's it's a, like I said, it's a full blown sprint car, you know, crossed up with riding a snowmobile almost, you know. And everyone asks, you know, hey, what's that like? And if you really want to describe ice racing, it's uh, if you, unless you get out front and um, you have some big kahunas or something, man, or luck on your side it's almost like holding a sheet of white paper in front of your face and just telling you to hold the sprint car wide open. Now, is it, so. are these 410 sprint cars? Uh, we got a mixture of everything. We don't actually have an engine rule per se. Um, so we've got uh, 360s, 410s. And um, I actually blew up my big motor on uh, the very opening day of uh, that 2019 season. And uh, when I went on to win nine out of 12, uh, races, I actually had a little crate motor in my car and I was beating those big motors. I, I would think um, that the ice would be a, a, a big equalizer. A big equalizer, yeah. Uh, you, you would think that, but it really isn't as slick as one may think. Um, to be honest with you, we're actually setting our cars up for a tacky track if you're on a dirt track. Hmm. Um, because the, the studs or the chains, whatever you, you know, prefer to use, it has it's it's automatic traction built in. You know what I'm saying. So um, you're not getting the slippage that one might may think. So what about uh, spectators? I mean, are spectators? Is there an area for them? Is it safe for them? Do do people come out and watch this? Yeah, we have a ton of people. Um, a lot, a lot of people. It's very, very popular here. Um, you know, they uh, they they park their vehicles around the racetrack, and um, you know there's a snow bank around the track, you know, that's designated area for the, the track. And then, uh, between the snow bank and, and the spectators, there's unplowed snow, obviously there as well. So, uh, they, they sit back, put it, put a little distance and, uh, but they have a great view of the track and the drivers and whatnot. And, uh, they just line their vehicles around the, 
around the racetrack and uh, taking the show, um, you know, with the comfort of, you know, sitting in their vehicle and, you know, they get their heat going so they're comfortable and eating a hot dog or whatnot from the concession stand. So, you know, I'm taking in some short car racing. Now, what kind of uh, purses are, are you guys racing for? Are you guys just doing this for the fun of it? Well, up here, you know, we've been doing it uh, mostly for the love of, you know, racing and the fun of it. And, um, you know, we're uh, working on bringing in some uh, sponsors and, and getting some good purses and different things like that. But, you know, a lot of it is just that whole cabin fever thing and just being able to get out and do something in the wintertime and, you know, just, just enjoy yourself. Now, has uh, has the season started yet this year for you? When When is the season? Yeah, so typically it would have. Um, the uh, the weather, obviously, we have to fight Mother Nature every year to do this. And uh, so far, she hasn't been very, you know, good to us. So uh, we haven't started our season quite yet. Um, typically, we would race um, every Sunday from uh, January through March, uh, of course, with ice permitting, um, is the schedule and then um typically our big you know show that i spoke of uh earlier um the latchkey cup is usually uh the last saturday um every year of january now do you race at different uh locations then during the season or is it all at one one place no we uh we move around a little bit um between berry pond and leaf mills and um we had a track in uh Milton Mills, um, as well as Jaffrey, New Hampshire. So, uh, we have a few tracks that we can move around to. Okay. Um, now Les, uh, Les told me I had to ask about your son. Uh, I guess he's, uh, he's pretty young and he's having a lot of success. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. My son, Caden, he, uh, he just turned uh, 14 last weekend. Okay. Um, he, he started racing at nine years old and, uh, he's, really you know done a phenomenal job he's a fifth generation racer uh he's won uh won three championships and four rookie of the year titles in the last four years racing um he's raced uh started out on the asphalt with uh like chance cars and then he went to bandoleros with the inex series and then um you know we went uh put him on the dirt went uh micro sprint racing um one rookie of the year and stuff there and finished he won uh, third place in points with it. And, uh, this year we're actually going to put him in a uh, full size, uh, sprint car. Is he going to, Oh, is he going to do any ice racing soon? Anytime soon? Now, unfortunately right now, the rule is that he can't, he can't race one until he's 16. So, um, on, on the ice, but, uh, but for whatever reason, it works out on the dirt. So (laughs) he can go go play on the dirt. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so uh, when is, uh, when is your next tentatively uh, scheduled race on the ice or is it just kind of, uh, are, are you in a holding well, like pattern? I said, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a holding pattern at the moment. Like I said, uh, you know, we could, we could go race this Sunday if there was ice, you know, there's, uh, there is ice, there's just not enough. Um, so, you know, obviously, uh, this weekend's race is going to get canceled. Um, so uh, basically, you need a minimum of uh, twelve inches of ice per race, and um, you know we just we gotta hit that number. So. I'd, I'd be remiss just if waiting. I if I didn't ask this. Uh, just having seen ice road truckers every once in a while, have have any cars gone through the ice at any time? Um, not all the way through. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I figured that'd be a, a straight up no, but there was a pause there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to think back because I mean, just because I started racing the sprint car stuff on the ice in 2019, I've I've been around this since you know since I was born in 1986. I was actually born on the Latchkey Cup of 1986. So this is just you know something that's been a part of my life, you know, my entire life. So. So not um, all the way through. Yeah, I had, to, I had to, I had, yeah, not all the way through. I had, to, I had to think back throughout the years, but uh, no one's gone all the way through that I can think of. Uh, they've, you've gone through a little bit, gone through a couple layers, maybe, and uh, maybe the frame set on top of the ice type thing, but uh, <laughs> never all the way through. Now, is there something in the waiver that the drivers have to sign about that? You know, if you drown, it's yeah, you know. yeah, we, uh, we. They do. They have to sign a waiver, and uh, you know, there's signs on the uh, the ice um, when you go down onto the ice. Of course, for spectators and everyone alike, it's just you know, enter at your own risk type of thing. Signs does sound kind of scary, but um, it it really isn't bad. They they take a lot of precautions, and you know, like I said, we've been very fortunate. We haven't had any issues. Really. You said you said the spectators drive their cars out there, and I'm sure those are weighing a heck of a lot more than the sprint cars. So. Probably they're at a lot more yep. risk, but uh, where, where can people uh, find more information about uh, sprint cars on ice? You guys got a, a website or anything? Yeah, so we got a website in the process right now, um, but but for now we do have um, Twitter pages up um, as well as uh, Instagram page. Uh, both are at Sprint Cars on Ice. Okay. Now, how did uh, how did uh, you and uh, Barry here uh, get to? get connected, I guess. Yeah. Well, our, uh, I think all of our friends less, um, you know, he, uh, he's up there and I partnered up and he thought that we would make a great combination and, um, you know, talking to the Barry, um, I, you know, I think less is a hundred percent correct. Um, you know, we, we just have such a passion, the two of us for sprint car racing and, um, you know, I, I think we're a lot alike in, in just the passion that we have for it. I think that uh, him and I can do great things together. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate your time. I, we'll let you go because I know you, you said you're feeling under the weather, and, and we'll talk to uh, Barry Marlowe about uh, his deal here. Is that cool? That sounds great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Again, that's uh, Nick Barry with uh, Sprint Cars on Ice uh, up there in New Hampshire. And uh, now we'll bring in uh, Barry here. Here, he's been here. Well, we he, I, he's been here, but but we're going to talk to him now, and I'm going to take ah. that little deal off. Uh, Great Lake Super Sprints, uh, we've had you on the show before. What was it about a year or two ago? It was a while ago. Yeah. It was before we had yeah. video, so this is the first time we're actually yeah. seeing you. Uh, we oh, just, that... just had you on the phone I don't before. Need a mask, do I? No, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, tell us uh, what's going on. Uh, I'll let you explain the the connection then with uh, with Nick and uh, the sprint cars on ice deal as far as Great Lakes Super Sprints. Well, Nick and I started talking. We we talked one evening and and well one afternoon. I sat in my pickup and we started talking. Of course, we started talking about sprint cars and we could just keep talking. Crazy. Why would you talk about sprint cars? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but we were visiting and and I didn't think there was any you know, we kind of talked about maybe having a show out here in Michigan, you know, and I thought, well, that's perfect. We got lakes up North. We have a lot of winter festival festivals up here. And, 
And I didn't think a whole lot about it. I put it on the side burner because I was trying to get my schedule done for the three series. And, and I was working on tracks down in Ohio and I, and Christmas was here and, and I get a phone call about two weeks ago from Les <laughs> and uh, says, Hey, this thing's going to take off. He says, do you, do you want to have, make a region out here for sprint cars on ice? And I said, well, duh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've got the sprint cars. And I said, we had enough crazy guys that would be love to do something in the winter. Um, you know, with all the ice fishing up North and all the things going on in Michigan, you know? So I thought, why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? I mean, so how, how hey, far up in Michigan do you think Barry? Um, well, I guess really we could do it right where I'm at. I mean, here around Midland, um, right. of course, we lost two of our lakes with the dam failure, unfortunately, <laughs> last May, um, because that would have been a great place up at Whitt Whittemore Lake. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think as you move up Houghton Lake or I mean, there's a number of lakes that would would probably fill the bill. Um, I haven't even checked my ice out here, but I've already got five inches on my pond. Uh -huh. So, you know, it's coming. It hasn't been cold yet. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think we'll have to go that far. Um, but I would like to, I would like to team up with Northern festivals that are already in place. That that's what makes sense to me. You know, I'm, I'm thinking five, six, seven races, maybe. Some um, of the tip-up events. Yeah. Yeah, some of those, you know, that um, we're in talks with with a lot of those guys. Um, I can't talk a lot about it right at the moment because <laughs> they, they have to meet with their boards and and have their meetings. And so we don't really want to let the cat out of the bag on what we already have done. But um, I'm putting tires together right now. That's the, that's the critical thing. Same car. We got plenty of cars up here, um, but we got to get the tires studded. So. Um, I got to get with Nick a little bit more. He sent me the tire sizes and we've got a, uh, a stud. We have a company. We've got a stud company. Um, we, <laughs> They're pretty cool, right? Yeah. I used to be in dairy, but uh, that's, a, that's a whole other. Oh. Um, yeah. Different kind yeah. of stud. Pretend stud. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to get the tires ready because ideally we want to use customer or uh, environmental friendly antifreeze. That'd be one of the other things that we want to change. Uh, Sierra or one of the brands that, that's environmental friendly, uh, change the antifreeze in the car. But other than that, they can bring up the same car they set up for the dirt track. We pull the wheels off, bolt on the four tires with studs on it, push start them, and away they go. So, what's, What size tires typically would you be switching to? Um, um, just a like a 245. I mean, pretty much a, what they've okay, gone through is a... He talked is a, about a, a much narrower yeah. tire. Because our, our traditional sprint car tires aren't really heavy enough to take those studs in them. Well, you know? and we talked about it uh, earlier. Uh, we ran the hangover race, Scott and I did. Um, and, and our, our wide tires were a, a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like going through the field at home. You're better off to have a narrow tall tire than you are to have a wide short tire. Right. Um, but we're, they're probably like 245. you know, they're running bias okay. 15 inch tires. Uh -huh. so no, it doesn't, 
you're talking. Go ahead, Scott. You're talking. Uh, you're not. Gonna, you're not planning on running anything this year. It's uh, kind of too late in the planning stage. You're, you're looking for yeah. uh, 2022 winter. As far as the race schedule, yeah. 2022. We could, we could see some guys out hot lapping on a track <laughs> or on some ice. Some practice. We will see some video from Michigan this winter. I, oh, I right. can just about assure you. Now I've already have. I have at least four volunteers. <laughs> I've, um, I bet and you there's one. Find some ice. There's one right beside you, uh, right down there. <laughs> yeah. Although he's yeah. he's probably more interested in maybe some support divisions, and that's something I should have asked. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about sprint car, and my wife's sitting there shaking her head. But it's <laughs> ice, honey. How bad could it be? And now, you're always up for a road trip. Now, would there be support cl- classes? I, I like I said, I should ask Nick because I've seen some of the stock cars uh, running with them as well. Uh, would Would you have uh, some support classes uh, for your events, or is that something? I haven't that... really got that far. Okay. I mean, I I kind of figured with some of these festivals, we'd we'd be we'd be an event by ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if I, I could see us having 15, 16 cars. Well, at that pace, if you're running five car heat races, <laughs> you know, you're going to have three heat races. I mean, you'd have kind of enough to put on a show. Um, I don't know what, I guess it depends how much beer they have in their car <laughs> and how long they want to set, how, how well their heater works in their car. Um, I guess we could, we might need a lot of support classes then. Uh, <laughs> But I can guarantee you, I'm I'm sure some of my lightning sprint people are going to want to put studs on their tires and go out and have some fun too. Speaking of um, which, what's uh, have you gotten any feedback from uh, from any of your drivers? Um, yeah, and, and, I, I talked to six guys. The first six guys I talked to were like, "Wow, when can we do this?" <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think there's going to be a problem having enough people that want to give it a try. Um, Sprint cars anyway are, are fun and and you put them on ice, poof, we're gonna have some great pictures, I think, this winter. Now, uh, have, we will try it out. Have, I can guarantee you we'll go out once or twice. Have you and uh, Nick talked about maybe some kind of a, a national champion, you know, between his region oh, yeah. and, and, and yep. yours? That was the first conversation we had. You know, we, we were talking about uh someplace maybe in western Pennsylvania, maybe up in the you know from Buffalo down to Erie, you know, somewhere in that range, it would be halfway decent for our guys out of Michigan or, or from the Midwest to come meet and absolutely have a two day weekend someplace. Um, we're going to have to scout that one out, but <laughs> of course, you know, Nick wants to run against our guys. You know, I, uh, I know three of my champions that already said, yeah, I'm in, I want to run. So uh, we'll have some cars out there to run. I don't, I don't know about, Canada and what the logistics would be, but you know, as you get later in the season, maybe you need to move further north. Right. right. So what's up? Uh, yeah, well, we need borders open first. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's another. I'm hoping, hoping this time next year things will be a little bit more normal. Yes. But uh, hoping is a good word too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping what? it's opening. Yes. <laughs> What's uh, what's the latest uh, going on with your uh, Great Lakes Super Sprint Series? Uh, you got schedules uh, out yet? For, for this um, year, the regular racing. Well, check your email. I think I just emailed it to you right before I went on air. Um, I haven't put it on my website only because I didn't get it edited, but I did email it out um, about seven o'clock. So GLSS's schedule is out. I've got a little more TBAs. I think I got five TBAs on there only because I'm adding some new tracks and it takes a little, little more juggling to get those worked in. But I think I've got 22 or 23 on there confirmed. 
yeah. nine double weekends. Um, so, I think we're going to have three three shows at three different tracks that will run all three of my series is the non-wing, the traditional sprints, the lightning sprints and GLSS. And yeah, but did you find it, Scott? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks okay. uh, I was looking through here. It looks like you're starting off uh, April 16th at I-96. And then I was scrolling through here looking for any Ohio tracks. And I happened to see Fremont well, Speedway on Saturday, July yeah. 31st. Fremont. Fremont is confirmed July 31st. Um, there may be another one that there, you see some TBAs there. I see lately. a few. Yeah, yeah. Well, most of those TBAs are Ohio tracks. Oh, okay. And that's why it's taken a little juggling. Have, have you um, talked to Scott Warner? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Oh. Scott, Scott was one of the first people when he heard about the sprint cars on ice was like, Whoa, you know, <laughs> so he should be listening. He should be listening in tonight. I'm um, sure he is. I, I did pencil a TBA in there. I, I was honoring his wish. He told me when we talked uh, earlier this fall that uh, he was going to probably not have any traveling series there. And then I kind of got wind that there might be one or two showing up there. So I thought, well, I'm going to throw my name in the hat too. Uh, Cause I definitely, I definitely would like to have a, a show at Millstream, but uh, Oak Shades on my list. Attica is a long shot at this point. Uh, Wayne County is definitely in. I just don't know. We got to work with Attica a little bit on their rain dates with the All Stars. We don't want to go up against that. Yeah. Um, even if it even if it is going to be, you know, we don't know if it's going to rain out, but we we don't want to schedule it against the rain out date. So that's some of the juggling I got. But those are the tracks that I'm kind of hoping to add on there. Maybe at least two or three more races. All right. Maybe a Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Ohio. Um, I don't think I can pull that one off this year. Um, if Mills, well, Mills, Mills streams a Sunday. I know they are. I, I know. Ron's trying I'm, to help out with yeah. your scheduling here. With I know he is. <laughs> I know they are. Barry. I'm, well, I got, I got a lot of work to do there. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I released the schedule because that's where it gets a little tougher trying to, dovetail some of that stuff now you're gonna get like I said, if, you, if you haven't been on a schedule or if a tracks like mill street didn't run last year it takes a little more finessing to get worked into a schedule so so when you're when uh, will you have that uh, schedule posted uh on uh, your website there well when i'm done here i'm going to proofread i've already got it on my website i just oh. haven't released it um but i send it to you and and dirt nerds and and horsepower happenings and TJ slideways. So it may be out there. Right? We know it just right, depends right. if somebody was sitting on their email. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, that's 2020 uh, there. That's 2020. No, I don't, I don't have it. No, it's not live on my schedule. Okay. Yet. All right. No, well. I'll, I'll have the press release out before I have that all done. <laughs> that's kind of a tedious job to go through and get that schedule because it, ties into the tracks all right well we got to get uh moving on here but uh if anybody wants more information on great lakes uh super sprints great lake super sprints.com um i'm assuming you're on facebook and everything else as well yeah kind of yeah we are <laughs> we are all but right great lake great lake sprints is a good one dot com is a good one to go to because that'll take you to a landing page oh that's right all for three your... of the groups gotcha and cool. then that way even if you can't read you can just click on the car that you like 
You click on the car and it takes you to whichever one you like. Even better. Sorry, Ron, there's no late models on there or anything. Sorry. Uh, no Great Lakes super late all models. All mine are open wheels. You know, I wonder on ice how technically advanced the chassis needs to be. Oh, technical. Yeah. Real technical. <laughs> yeah, just, just running this through. Mom is smiling over there. I think I think how a guy handles the throttle is going to make a big difference on the ice. Because you're going to have traction. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. I, I don't think could be is the word. I think will be <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Click on the picture you want. Speaking yeah. of uh, handling on slippery conditions, we're going to talk to somebody who's uh, got that. He's, he's figured it out, at least in the stock car. Uh, so, uh, Barry, we, we appreciate the time and uh, good luck. And hopefully we'll, we'll see you at least at Oakshade, if not uh, yeah. some other treks in Ohio. you got the Fremont Well, there. we're working on it. All right, we're cool. working on it. And you got well, thank Butler. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I-96, so so you're not too far out of our area uh, if, if you know, in, in Michigan there. So. I, I'm, I'm trying to get back in there. That's uh, <laughs> I, I like coming home to Northwest Ohio. So. All right, Barry. Go Bucks. We got a big game Sunday. <laughs> Go Bucks. Okay. All right. All right. All we'll right. see you, Barry. We like football, too. Open wheels and football. <laughs> there we go. Dangerous combination. On ice. All right. Thank you, guys. Happy New Barry, Year. Barry, it's great talking to you again. Thank you, Barry. Thanks a you lot. You too. Thank you. Mm, bye. Okay. Good night. All right. Barry Marlowe. Uh, always great to talk to him. Great Lake uh, Super Sprint family. Uh, all those classes. Let's uh, bring in our other guest. Who, he's been waiting in the wings here patiently. Mr. Dan Dittman, congratulations on your history-making run at uh, Sandusky Speedway on was it? Thank you. almost a week ago now, Friday. Yep. So uh, my first question is, what the hell? <laughs> How the hell were you so fast? I mean, we start the race, and I see you blowing by me. And as, as soon as I see that, I hit the gas and my car wants to just spin out, you know, even if I drive. So, I mean, how did you have that car so hooked up? Well, throttle control does help quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good year uh, aqua <laughs> No, it was, uh, it was, it was my dirt tires from last year. Uh, just the eight inch tires. And, and I think getting into the corner was the, was the tricky spot. As, as long as you could get that car into the corner, then it, from mid corner off, it was hooked up pretty good, and, and uh, yes, I did put the big tires on and tried them, and and I think it did slow down a little bit trying to put the late model tires on. So, well, that so was back. was it was that well, just that was for earlier, the heat? That was earlier in the night too. In our in our in the champagne feature, the the water was just horrid. Yes, yes, it was coming down pretty good. So yeah, it was definitely uh, it was a mutual agreement between the driver and the crew and everybody all right well let's 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 talk about your your first win you you the moonshine stock feature was first and you took a challenge to start a lap down i believe it was and what was that an extra 60 bucks on the line for that first came to me and offered 20 bucks to start the tail of the feature and i thought well i'll just do that for nothing (laughs) Didn't have to offer 20 bucks, but then they came back and said they threw more money in the pot for a lap down. And I did the math trying to figure out if I could do it and if there was going to be cautions. Because if you only got a couple, two, three laps and then caution, you'd keep going back a lap down. So it was definitely, it was, you had to count on everybody else not spinning out too. So 
So, uh, so it was a gamble. And, and I'm sure I'm sure you assumed that there would be cautions, which could put you back at the the tail of the lead lap. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of which, you were one of the cautions, were you not? Uh, no, the tire blew under caution. Okay. How did you, how did you do that? I don't know. The tire blew under caution and I took off again. Yeah. So I would have been another caution. My left front tire went flat under caution. We took the green and I made one more lap and then yes, I was another caution. Gotcha. Okay. So it was flat. Did you know it was flat before we went green? Yes. Yep. They kept telling me it was flat and I was like, I could keep going. Well, you can't. <laughs> which which tire was it that was flat? I mean, I saw the you sitting there, front. but it, oh, left front? Yeah, that one's not important. Yeah, that one don't touch you around that anyway. Didn't do anything. Not much. So then when they came over with the hook, he asked me if I had another tire. And I said, of course. And he says, well, I'll give you three laps. Go back and get your tire back on. If you can get back out here, we'll start you again, the tail end. And and that's what we did. So by See, that time, I think there was only four or five of you left. I think that they uh, cut the laps down, too. I think we went from 20 laps to 15. But when I saw you on the hook, I actually got kind of excited. I'm like, hey, I'm going to finish one more position ahead. And then I didn't know you came back out on the track. So when we went green and I saw you flying by, I'm like, where the hell did he come from? Like what the yep. heck? So yep. now, you had a you were running a, a line that uh, I think you've run in the past. Do you want you want to talk about that? I could move around quite a bit. No, I could not go all the way to the bottom, but anywhere from mid all the way to the top. You know, it was a lot of watching what other people did. I did slow down quite a bit when I got into traffic because a lot of guys couldn't get into the corner. So as soon as they try to turn, they push up, and I tried to protect the car and just I went even higher. I did not go into the grass on the top side, but it seems like I probably the car was hooked up good enough. It probably could have. But. Now, did you have a regular dirt track set up under that, or did you have a special yeah. Sandusky yeah. Speedway no, set up? Uh, no, that was uh, my Saturday night setup. Uh, we talked about it, and the the attitude of the car looked every bit like it does on any Saturday night at Oakshade. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, we he's, he's regularly faster than me at Oakshade, but – not that much faster, and I was running the dirt track setup. So maybe it was just a driver thing. I don't know. But uh, so, what changes did you make to the car between running the moonshine class and the champagne class? Just the two barrel. There was uh, was allowed to run the four barrel and unhook the secondaries. We did that the first two times, and then after I left it, after the car was running good on the two barrels, we left it. So when we went out for the feature, that's the way it was. From winning the two-barrel class, we left the car the same. We didn't change anything. How confident were you? Including the two-barrel, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't need the four-barrel. How confident were you uh, that you were going to beat these uh, outlaw late models like Ron and and Steve? I was not because earlier in the night, I never got a chance to hot lap against them. Every time I went up to hot lap, they held me off and let the big boarded cars go out there. And I got stuck back with the street stocks to hot lap with. So I knew I was way faster than the hot than the street stocks, but I never got the race or hot lap against the late models until our heat race. And, and think- my, my, Dan, my car was brilliant on the bottom, but so was uh, so was Dave Gumby's, and uh, he started ahead of me, and I I couldn't go by him. I, we were brilliant on the bottom, but the car was terrible if I got up half track. So. All right. 
you had some problems in your heat race, wasn't it? Did you have? Yeah, the- I had. I had, a, I had a fuel issue that uh, we never ran a lap. Yeah, yeah. That's why he started at the back, and that I, again, and that. That and he didn't want to, to uh, knock his uh, son and future son-in-law out of the way to to catch you. So that's that's why he allowed you to win. Yeah. So like, again, going into the feature, I never raced against Ron. I had no idea because he broke at the beginning of our heat race. So I wasn't sure if I could beat Ron. I never raced against him the whole night. And then I started on the pole of the feature. So I never seen Ron. And, the whole and never looked back. Never, yeah, I never looked back, so I never got to race against him. I didn't. Did you ever see us at all? Um, at the very end, I started looking around and I could see Gumby, <laughs> so I was about a half a track in front of Gumby. Did you like? La- I, I didn't get a chance to watch the, the your guy your feature because I was thoroughly drenched and freezing at that point. Uh, but did you end up lapping people in, in uh, the champagne feature as well? Um, I remember going by the V8, the figure eight cars an awful lot. But I don't think I ever got around any of the boarded cars. No. Okay, so it's no, a little. I think I was probably half or three quarters. I think I did come up on them at the end, but no. Then I think that one was cut short too. I think that was only fifteen laps. It was. Yeah. Well, that's another reason Ron didn't catch you. <laughs> so are you running uh, the Hangover Two at uh, uh, Millstream? Yes. From Saturday. Yep. Okay. As of right now, that's our game plan. Both cl- um, both classes or just one classes. Might as well. I'm. We're going there to win the, the two-barrel, uh, eight-inch tire class, and you're there. You might as well double enter into the bigger class. I I say everybody should do that. I'm. It's a, it's a no-brainer just to get extra track time and sure. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer to double enter. Now, are you going to make what it? Did, what did, go ahead, go Ron. Ahead, Scott. You oh, first. What did, What did you think about the closing rate on uh, uh, some of the figure eight cars that were there? It was tricky to watch them because, again, everybody was struggling getting into the corner. And I don't know if it was visibility or just the reaction times, but if their car pushed going in, they would just shoot right up the racetrack. So there was very seldom that I would either pass them down the straightaways or through the corner. I was a lot better through the corners. So I tried not to pass anybody on corner entry. And if I did come in on them hard, I would go to the bottom and then just kind of do a slide job up you know, to get around them. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, found, I found that the closing rate was crazy. It was very much on the, on the figure eight cars. It was, and right. they were on asphalt tires. So uh, that was like, they could have been on hockey pucks as far as I was concerned. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they, uh, they tried to run asphalt tires and it definitely didn't work for them. Speaking speaking of those guys, a quick question for you, Ron, are they, uh, uh, the rebel is Dennis or the Wisman's coming to uh to Millstream. Uh, Dennis out? is uh, on the same bowling league as us on Tuesdays, and uh, he said he's absolutely coming to Finley. He had a blast, awesome. and uh, he's putting a feeler out for uh, some eight inch dirt tires. <laughs> <laughs> well, come see uh Dittman Motorsports, we've got plenty of Hoosiers, and and he's got an all Craig's actually got an awful lot of old A's and D's, and he'd be more than happy to get rid of them, sure. And, so we actually had some at the track for sale. Uh, some of the tires that we were running, Craig had in the trailer for sale. So, so are you making any changes to the car for Millstream, or is it? Yes, I. In all the years that we've been doing this stuff, I've always put a little heater in the car, a little heater core <laughs> radiator hoses. This time I did not have that, and that will go back in the car. So yeah, we're getting the heater put in it, and. Uh, 
But as far as I, the setup for the car. Oh, yeah. No, we're not touching that. Okay. <laughs> you think that could, I mean, we don't know what the track's going to be like uh, in, a, in a week. We don't, but that car, we've had that for an awful long time. So we do know how to adjust that one and make it better for the slick. And and uh, and it's ran its fair share of Enduros. So I was actually looking really forward to playing in that eight inches of slot. <laughs> so we would just wouldn't have been able to get the trucks in. We would all had to park out right. in the street. So how proud were you to be become the first, I wouldn't, not two-time winner, but winner of uh, two classes uh, in the 42-year the history of the, the hangover race? That was, without a doubt, one of the prouder moments. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a big one. Where's that rank? And you, and you, it, and you made the big one, too. What's that, yeah. Where Where does that rank in as far as your career achievements? Probably in the top five, maybe even breaking into the top three. Well, I mean, there was, a, there was one weekend that I had a really good running at Oakshade where I won the $1,000 show and, and uh, then went on to win the Enduro the next night. And, and uh, But, yeah, definitely any time you can race against the Miller boys and, and Ron Miller is just spectacular out there for the hangover. And any time you get a chance to run against him and beat him is – it's just phenomenal. Yeah, it was uh, – the rain, yeah, it was very hard to see. Yeah, how without wet, a doubt. How wet were you when the show was over? That's what I was going to ask. How, how wet okay. were you? I got wetter from the car. My left side of the cockpit actually broke loose at the bottom, and my left front tire was spraying water into the car. <laughs> oh, no. And I was completely drenched. And uh, then, again, of course, the – when the flat tire happened, Craig was back hiding in the trailer, and he said he stayed dry up until the flat tire. And then after that, he was completely drenched, and and it came down in buckets. I could not believe how hard it was raining. And yeah, it was, it was. I was just, I was very happy with the way the car handled. But again, just like any anybody will say, I got to show the car, but. It is a team effort. I mean, with my daughter and Jamie Failer and Craig Dittman and everybody that helped, it is definitely a team effort that can put something like that together to be able to run competitively. It, it's it's definitely uh, uh, you know just just phenomenal to be the one that can show the the talent that that everybody's got. Next time it'll be dry. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So what are your what are your plans for uh, the regular race season this year? Um, we'll probably just put that car together and go out and play with it. I got to uh, run that up at I-96 at the end of last season for that roll of the dice, and that car handled phenomenally up there, too. And I would love to go travel a little bit more, you know, play with some other tracks, you know, hopefully Lima once or twice and Eldora if they if they open up. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to run a full season. Um, so it'll just be hit and miss. We'll play with the car and, and, uh, and then – work on the rest of the guys and, and, uh, help everybody out. Uh, it sounds like, uh, we got one in the shop, uh, coming out with you in, in the driver's seat. So, so we'll be able to, we'll definitely be able to play around at the racetrack this year. I don't know what you're talking about. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Scott Warner wants you to talk about your donation back to, uh, to Bev. Um, that, that was, uh, definitely a tearjerker. I had no idea with, uh, Bev until the driver's meeting that, that uh, Kevin, his wife, the track owner, was uh, 
was not doing well and, and she was uh, in hospice and uh, hospice. I, I honestly didn't think Kevin should even have been at the racetrack but uh, his dedication had him there yeah yeah that that was hard for me and uh, no it was it was a no-brainer yeah they they offered me extra money for the race and uh, yeah when they walked out with the cash I I gave it back to them and and uh, uh, yeah that was that was definitely a, a yeah. Well, we got uh, John Young says he's putting a bounty out on you for the uh, moonshine class at Mill Street. All right. So I'm not All sure, right. Not sure what that is, but well. I'll gladly take it if uh, you know. You, maybe we could work out a deal where maybe you can just we maybe can get team a, up. And, yeah, yeah, get a, get a flat tire. You know, wink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good luck. Just for just for what it's worth, Danny. Um, I did try backing the late model in and trusting the sideboard. Didn't work either, huh? That, that I only tried it one time. I'm not sure. <laughs> I kept saying that the boards made a huge difference. The, the boards did make a huge difference. In that track scenario, with as much rain was, was coming down, you were right. It was the 8-inch tire that made Absolutely. the big difference. It was not the huge board on the side. Um, having the setup to get into the corner does – you know, did make my car a lot faster. But like I said, once it got in through the middle, it was, I could put the hammer down pretty good and it stayed hooked up, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was envious of you. I would get in the corner and I tried that once and looped it during uh, hot laps and my car was just twitchy. If I tried to get on the gas too much, it would I just, think somebody else tried following me into the corner and they ended up, we had to pluck him out of the, <laughs> out, of the out of the weeds that went quite a ways off the track, but um like i said it was getting into the corner you had to be tedious getting in the corner it was the only thing i did in the car was i did play with my brakes the, the bias on the brakes to get it to where i wasn't chirping the rear tires or skidding the fronts getting into the corner so you just keep cranking one way or the other to to get as comfortable as you could and you know you know i did i held around the floor down the straightaways and and you had to, to know when to lift to get into the corner but uh so do you think you'll run the high side again at Millstream because it you got a lot less uh <laughs> lot less room there. You got a wall all the way around I the corners. No idea. It's been years since we've been down to Millstream and and there's no telling what this track's going to be like. I I uh I'm really looking forward to it, but you look at the 10-day extended forecast and it's really not looking like it's going to freeze hard anytime in the next week and a half. So the two days before are looking We chilly. might have a snowstorm. All right. Well, that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm gunning for the mud. I, I would really love to race in the mud, um, but it's still going to be being able to get the trucks in the parking lot. So, so if it's if we can't get the trucks in the parking lot, I doubt the tra- racetrack is going to be muddy. But well, hopefully, it's drying out. We'll have. Uh, I know Scott's going to be doing a, an update on uh, Wednesday. Uh, should should have an update on that, so we'll we'll find out more then. Like say, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope we get to run that one. Me too. Me three. <laughs> Jerry, no. you four. Jerry, I hope so. <laughs> Got to put the fingers on that one behind you, but yeah. well, I, I had a race truck I could I could drag out of the weeds, but there you go. <laughs> well, good luck, uh, Dan, uh, in a little over a week, and uh, good luck uh, on your uh, 2021 season. Um, running at different places. I'm sure we'll see you around. Thanks. Thanks. It was nice talking to you guys, and uh, Happy New Year, and uh, hope to see you guys at the racetrack next week. Congratulations, Danny.
Thank you. Thanks, Dan. See you most stream. All right, Dan Dittman again with uh, his historic run. Again, the first time that that's been done in 42 years, uh, winning two classes, winning the uh, the feature. It's been it's been attempted many times. I think uh, Craig's done it uh, at least a couple times. Craig did right. uh but nobody's actually won. He he actually gave you a pretty good run for the your money there that one year. I don't remember when that was. No, last year. Was that last year? Yeah. They all kind of blur into together. <laughs> I don't know. But we got some news to get to, and then we have, uh, you know, how many. And, you know, we were off for how long? Two weeks? A month. month. It seems like a month, doesn't it? A whole year, Scott. A whole year. Uh, So we got a a lot of news to catch up on here, and uh, we'll kind of blow through this as quickly as we can. First, uh, uh, we had mentioned uh, Bev Jaycox, the wife of Sandusky Speedway owner Kevin Jaycox, uh, who had been battling cancer for uh, most of last year, uh, she finally lost that battle Sunday evening. So I know, I know Chris and, and um, Doug had uh, reported Doug. that on on their their Facebook Live. They do so sad news there, um, but uh, and that was uh, I guess part of the reason the track was up for sale most of last season. So it sounds like that track is no longer listed. But if somebody comes with the you know the right handful of cash, I'm sure Kevin will listen. But as of right now, things are on track for a regular racing at Sandusky Speedway. So, uh, the SRX series, the uh, Superstar Racing Experience, that deal with uh, Tony Stewart and the guy—I always forget his name. Ray Evernay. Yeah, I always see his face. He's got that weird face, and I can never remember his name for some reason. I'm sorry. He I, says I, the I, same I, thing about you. He probably does, which is fine. <laughs> uh, basically, the uh, IROC series kind of thing. They finally released their schedule. They're going to be racing at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway on July 17th. That will be the final race of uh, their schedule. It's going to be the championship deal. It's going to be a six-race series that will start in uh, Stafford, Connecticut at Stafford Motor Speedway on June 12th. And then following that, June 19th, Knoxville Raceway in Knoxville, Iowa. Then they're going to be at Eldora June 26th. Uh, July 3rd, it's Lucas Oil Raceway in Indiana. Lucas Lucas Oil Raceway in uh, Brownsburg, Indiana. Uh, July 10th, it's Slinger Speedway in Slinger, Wisconsin. And then, uh, as I mentioned, they wrapped up that series at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway in Nashville, Tennessee. So Eight shows? uh, Six shows, six consecutive uh, Saturday nights is is the plan. I don't know about – I don't know if they have a rain contingency or how that works, uh, but that might be interesting to find out. Now, the Eldora show is uh, coinciding with their second Silver Crown race. Is it? Okay. USAC that weekend. That's going to be a pretty neat deal in itself. So, yeah, if you want to see some people that uh, d- you know, wouldn't normally see running short tracks, uh, check this out. Paul Tracy, uh, some other IndyCar guys, Tony yeah, Stewart. Leo, Tony Canon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Labani. Bobby Labani is going to be running Bobby that. So. Bill Bobby. Elliott. Uh, right, they. Uh, I think they approached Ron Miller, but he politely declined. He he said he had he was tied up getting his stuff ready for hangover race for. I was worried. I was worried about beating all those old guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the promoters of uh, four speedways in Northeast Ohio and Northwest Pennsylvania have joined forces to have the popular Midwest-based UMP series sanction its EMOD races for the upcoming season. Weekly UMP modified racing will take place on uh, Friday nights at Raceway 7 in Conneaut, Ohio. 
uh, Saturday nights at New State Line Speedway in uh, New Busty, New York. Or I'm sorry, in Busty. Busty? Busty, New York? Boosty. B-U-S-T-I. Boosty. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> and Sunday nights at Erie Speedway in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, while Sharon Speedway will run events, special events on select Saturday nights, in addition to the Economods at Erie's Raceway 7 and Sharon, uh, they'll use, utilize uh, UMP tire and body rules with the exception of a 5-inch spoiler permitted. Both the, the UMP Modifieds and Econo Modifieds will have a burn-off period for the open tires on June 1st. The uh, UMP tire rule will be in effect on the rears and all four corners by June 15th. The uh, MPD Racing Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series will begin its second decade of sprint car racing next year with a record number of events on the schedule, 27 nights of uh, racing with 14 events here in Ohio and at least uh, one event in the uh, bordering states. Uh, the series will visit Waynesfield Raceway Park on uh, March 27th. So uh, good. To, this is the first I've heard anything going on at uh, Waynesfield since uh, the beginning of last year, and then everything got canceled. So, yay. Yeah, the same same promoters are in, are in place at, at Waynesfield. They just, with COVID, they had to make a decision to, a tough decision to hold up their season. So looking forward to seeing them back in action this year. Well, they're, they're scheduled for March 27th. So I, I don't know that the COVID stuff is going to be, it'll be interesting to see if that, that sticks. I hope for it. Hopefully it will, but uh, they do have some other dates at Waynesfield. They actually have, it uh, looks like uh, five other or four, five dates total, uh, May 30th, July 3rd, August 21st and September 5th. So Hopefully we'll get the majority of those in at Waynesfield Raceway Park. Yeah. Fremont Speedway will see the series on May 1st, May 29th, August 14th, and September 18th. Uh, the series will visit Millstream Speedway on July 11th, and there is one date to be announced. I don't know. I didn't see uh, Oakshade on there, and Oakshade has typically uh, had them. So, ah. so that maybe that could be. I don't. I, I really have no insight in that. It's just actually a, a total guess there. And uh, speaking of uh, traveling series at, at uh, Millstream, uh, we mentioned the Boss Series, and I believe uh, Scott's going to – he's got a date lined up for the Fast Sprint Car Series as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the GLSS, not not out of the realm. Could happen. Yep. I don't know. Um, the TI-22 uh, Performance uh, Fast, speaking of uh, the Fast uh, on Dirt 410-wing Sprint Car Tour – uh, they're going to begin their third year partnered with the uh, Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series um, under Aaron Fry. Uh, 25 nights of racing. We'll see 18 events in Ohio. The series will share the card with uh, the Boss Series at Waynesfield Park on those dates we just mentioned. Those uh, five dates, 20, March 27th, May 30th, July 3rd, August 21st, and September 5th. The series will also share the card at Fremont Speedway on May 1st, May 29th, August 14th, and September 18th. And this uh, the series will visit Millstream Speedway on August twenty second. As I, Ooh. I forgot I had that in my prep there. Sign. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway's uh, dirt track will uh, get pushed to its limits in April twenty twenty one. That's this year now. I guess we don't have to say twenty twenty one now because it is now twenty twenty one. The World of Outlaws are uh, returning there. You know they got uh, the their own deal. The uh, Bristol Dirt Nationals in uh, March, March fifteenth through the twentieth, and now. Uh, they're going to get some more use out of that dirt with the World of Outlaws uh, sprint cars and the late models on the famed high banks 
of uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. It's the first time that uh, they've been there in nearly two decades. Remember, right around the, the turn of the century, they had some oh, races. one, there. I think, was, yeah. uh, was the year that they were there. So that would be two decades, yeah. So Thunder Valley will host the World of Outlaws National Touring Series, both of them on uh, two separate weekends during a busy month. On April 8th through the 10th, the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series will headline the action in the uh, World of Outlaws Bristol Bash. And uh, they'll be supported by the Dirt Car UMP Modifieds, uh, the spectacular World of Outlaws NAS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series, uh, long identified as, quote, the greatest show on dirt, unquote will return to Bristol for the first time since 2001 uh, on the weekend of April 22nd through the 24th uh, for the World of Outlaws Bristol Throwdown. They're going to be joined by the Super Dirt Car Series Big Block Modifieds. Uh, The two races will end two months of historic dirt racing action at Bristol Motor Speedway, which, as I had mentioned, uh, is going to be hosting the uh, Bristol Dirt Nationals and... uh, of course, the much-anticipated NASCAR Dirt Racing Weekend, March 27th through the 28th, uh, showcasing the Food City Dirt Race in the Cup Series and the uh, Piney's Dirt Truck Race for the Camping World Truck Series. So, And I heard, I think I saw something today that uh, uh, the Cup Series event is sold out. So Really? It's, and it's been a while since Bristol, and I think that was the goal because it, they haven't been selling out. It used to be the hardest ticket to get in uh, NASCAR, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And over the years, it's kind of faded in popularity and figured they'd do this and try and get it to see if they could get a sellout. And they did. Although I don't know if it's uh, limited. It could be because of the limited uh, seating, which probably that doesn't count. It's like comparing apples to oranges. So Right. Anyway. Uh, reigning NASCAR uh, Cup Series champion Chase Elliott uh, will join uh, Philippe and Nasser, Nassar, uh, Pipo Durrani, and Mike Conway in the number 31 Wheelan Engineering Cadillac uh, for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Rolex 24 at Daytona, uh, January 29th through the 31st. Um, Chase has been kind of doing everything. Yes, he has. He's, he's and, and doing both, it well. Both Chases. Both Chases. Chase Briscoe getting ready to run this week, uh, next week at the Chili Bowl. But, you know, obviously moving up to Cup next year. Uh, th- those two boys are going to be something to, to watch for a long time to come. There'll be a lot of people chasing them. Yes. Yes. Uh, I see ch- what you did there. See, see that? <laughs> Champion Racing Association, powered by JAGS officials, has uh, released next year's schedule for the ARCA CRA Super Series. The ARCA CRA Super Series season will consist of 15 total races, with 12 of those being points-paying events next year. Uh, will be the 25th season of competition for the template Super Late Model Touring Series that first raced in 1997. Was it about the time the Iceman Series went away? Yeah. I remember I did the website for those guys many years ago. Uh, The 2021 racing season kicks off with a traditional non-points opener for both the ARCA CRA Super Series and the uh, JEG CRA All-Stars Tour with the CRA Speed Fest 2021 at Watermelon watermelon capital speedway in uh, georgia on january 23rd so that's uh, just a couple weeks away a few weeks away series is tentatively scheduled to appear at flat rock speedway on saturday june 1st and at toledo speedway on saturday september 18th for a 5,000 to win 100 lap event as part of the uh, glass city 200 uh, the ntt indycar series officials have announced that the acura grand prix of long beach has been rescheduled this sunday september 26th 
due to uh, COVID-19 pandemic issues. Additionally, uh, the move uh, creates a three-race, three-weekend West Coast swing to complete the championship. Um, beginning at uh, Portland International Raceway on Sunday, September 12th, the home stretch continues at Weather- WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca on September 19th before finishing at the historic streets of Long Beach. The season opener uh, has also been uh, adjusted. Uh, was originally set to be St. Petersburg on March 7th for the IndyCar Series. Uh, it was just announced yesterday that NTT IndyCar has pushed that date for St. Petersburg back to April 25th, which will make it the second race of the season. The season will now kick off at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama on April 11th. Schedule changes, of course, uh, all due to uh, COVID-19, which we're in 21. Should be COVID-19 was because that's when they discovered it. It's 2019. That is so so much last year, yeah. It's almost two years ago at this point. Just go with that. Kyle Kyle Larson's looking for a new spotter. You guys want to look at – wait, I'm looking for a job. Maybe I should apply. There you go. He's looking for a new spotter for his NASCAR Cup team, uh, Chris Monez. Monez, uh, he was hired and fired before the season started. Uh, the parting of ways from Hendrick Motorsports is allegedly linked to a social media post or several social media posts uh, from last year. So be careful what you post on social media, I guess. Ron's not careful. He'll just post whatever's on his mind. <laughs> I do. He's, I know. <laughs> uh, the dry no, He's here, man. The Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Series returns to action for the Frostbite 40 on uh, Saturday, January 9th at Cherokee Speedway in uh, Gaffney, South Carolina. That's uh, this coming Saturday. Wild West Shootout at Arizona Speedway kicks off for Late Miles Modified on uh, this Saturday and Sunday at uh, 5.30. The series resumes on Wednesday, January 13th, and then uh, Friday through Sunday, January 15th through the 17th. Uh, Of course, uh, Rusty Schlenk. Made the trip out there in hopes uh, uh, to show off his domination race cars uh, chassis. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd been following that. They, they've been posting a little bit about their uh, their excursion. Yeah, a little bit. Farthest from home they've ever been. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. new deal. Very cool. I wish him luck out there. Yeah, the, absolutely. Finally, of course, the uh, 35th Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals gets underway on uh, Monday. That's uh, this coming Monday, January 11th. It's uh, uh, January 11th through the uh, 16th, so pretty much all next week uh, this will be going on inside the uh, River City Spirit Expo Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There are over 300 entries scheduled to compete over the course of six days. Sandusky's uh, Chris Andrews and Pleasant Hill's Matt Westfall, along with a who's, who's, uh, who's who in racing, are scheduled to compete. Uh, John Ivey's listed as a car owner. Um uh, yeah, Anton Hernandez uh, racing out there. I think I got a text from Dean here. Uh, we might talk to him uh, from the Chili Bowl Nationals if we have time. We have, yeah, we got a big show next week, though. Uh, uh, we'll tell you about that in just a little bit. Uh, but first, it's time to play How Many? Your chance to win nice, a Big D's nice pizza. Segue into that, Scott. I like that. You, you were talking about the Chili Bowl and, and – and uh, yeah, this week's how many it has to do with the chili bowl. But first, we got to take care of business from last year. Last time uh, we did the how many was how many champagne stocks would start the millstream feature on uh, January second, and uh, 
<laughs> Actually, I messed that up in my prep. I put down the number that we had from Sandusky, which wouldn't matter because uh, uh, they had seven at Sandusky and zero at uh, Millstream on January 2nd because it was pushed back. So our in-studio winner, our on-show winner, was you, Ron. Congratulations. You said 17. You picked the lowest number. <laughs> and our online winner was my dad, Dave Hammer. He, uh, he guessed 12. He was the lowest uh, guess uh, from our online uh, winners. So congratulations to him. He gets a Big D's pizza. This week's how many? Uh, Jerry, What? A, in addition to a Big D's pizza, what else are they getting? Got a gift pack from Tim's Dirt Track Simulators. Boots. Some goodies from General Tire, koozie, stickers, Tim's Dirt Track Simulator stickers, super clean coupons, super clean stickers, Hoosier Racing Tire decals, you name it, all kinds of goodies, a prize pack with all kinds of good racing stuff for you. Stick all over your camper, your hot rod, whatever you got. And don't forget about Tim Sims is going to be running the General Tire Winter Nationals coming up. I'm going to share the screen here real quick with a flyer from that check it out at timsims.com also tim's dirt track simulators on facebook for all the details coming up uh it's going to be a really neat deal if you're into iRacing racing at all even if you're not check it out log in so you can watch along uh, the dirt sim racing league get to race uh watch these guys race some of the, the big hitters in sim racing will be involved along with some of our local stars including matt westfall guys like that are, are often in, times involved with this very cool. Well, that was creepy. Was like, <laughs> like I saw infinity right there for a moment. So if you want to play for your chance to win uh, uh, that uh, prize pack there and a Big D's pizza, uh, just put your guess in the comments. I know I haven't told you what the what you're guessing yet, but just put your guess in the uh, Facebook live comments. If you're listening to us on demand after we're not live, that's fine. Just come on back to our Facebook page, uh, which you can find. Linked from our HammerdownRacingReport.com webpage, which is now up and running. You should check that out as well. And uh, you have until, we'll say, Sunday at midnight to get your guess in. Uh, this week's how many is more of a who is instead of a how many. Uh, who's going to win the first night of uh, the Chili Bowl Nationals, uh, the A-Main? So we may not have a winner, actually, because you can't really be closest. Unless maybe we change it to the number. We'll change it to the car number. Ooh. That's what we'll do. We'll do the car number of the winner of uh, Monday night's Chili Bowl Nationals, A-Main. And uh, if you need to check out who's in there and what car number they're going to be running, uh, you can check out uh, ChiliBowl.com. And under the entries, you can click on uh, Monday, and it'll show you all the drivers uh, that will be there. And pretty much uh, there's every number from uh, – Zero, zero B, all the way up to one twenty one. So, and you do have to pick a letter if it's a number that matches. Yes. Ooh. So if uh, yeah, go ahead and just put your uh, number in there, Ron. <laughs> Mister Hammer picked uh, thirty five. I think. Uh... Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so that way we can get a closest because oh, there is a thirty five running, Jacob Denny. So just put that right. number in the comments. That's your guess uh, for that prize pack and a Big D's pizza. Ron, uh, you want to wager a guess since you won uh, last time? 1L. 1L. Who's 1L? I don't have a clue. There's a 1D. One, one? You're, we'll, go, we'll give you a 1D. That's uh, 
David Gravel. That's a pretty good guess. Oh, that works. <laughs> that works. What, uh, what number is Larson in? Uh, he's not on Monday night. He's not running Monday night. Oh, okay. So, so what do you what do you got, Jerry? I will take number five, Chase Briscoe. Ooh, dang it! <laughs> Kyle so, Larson is driving the zero one on Tuesday night. By oh, the way. okay. So he is, will not is, be involved in Monday nights. Does Kathy have a guess? Uh, I think she's uh, grabbing the pizza from the oh. pizza delivery guy, so I don't know. The Big D's Pizza. All right. Well, I'm going to take number nine, Tim McCready. Ooh. Should be a good pick good, right there. Good pick. So, hey, Former Philly Bowl champion. Tim Conover picked that name, that same number. So there you go. Uh, if uh, we have multiple uh, winners, uh, again, we'll just uh, we'll pick a, a random tiebreaker there. So you can pick the same number as somebody else. That is a rule that we have changed at the end of last year. So, again, you can put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live up until Sunday night. That video is it'll be still living on our Facebook page. Um, so there you Jerry, go. Jerry, you, uh, you were talking about Tim's prize pack and uh, a lot of General Tire stuff. How long do you think it's going to be since General Tire bought out Hoosier before they start branding the tires with General Tire? Um it seems like that would be an advert advertising bonus. Hopefully never. Hopefully the Hoosier <laughs> name never goes away. I mean, well, and, I, and I believe that, but that wasn't the question. Yeah. Obviously McCurry went away and it's now American racer. I, I hopefully, like I said, hopefully it doesn't, but it, if they were going to do it, make a change like that, I would say it's going to be sooner rather than later when you see him sponsoring things like the chili bowl and, and events right. like that. They're, they're going to definitely want to make their name known a little bit more. Exactly right. Uh, upcoming races, uh, we got one. It's uh, not this weekend, though. The following weekend, January 16th, Saturday, Mill Street Speedway, the Hangover 2 race. It was rescheduled from uh, the 2nd of January to January 16th, featuring, of course, the Whiskey Stock, Moonshine Stock, and Champagne Stock. Pits open at 9 a.m., main gate at 11 and racing at 1 p.m. General admission is uh, just 12 bucks for that. Um, I know there's a, I, he's got a lot of projects going on out at the track, making a lot of improvements out there. So, I mean, even if you don't want to see some uh, some great racing, you can uh, come on out and at least uh, check out the facility, see where things are, are headed for the, the regular racing season. Don't forget to watch uh, their Facebook Live next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Catch up on, on, on all the latest news from Millstream Speedway. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, too, because uh, I haven't talked to Scott in a few days, so I'm not sure what's going on out there. I think uh, last night was Monday. I'm sure you'll know. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll share with everybody else. So, uh, Thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer, field correspondents, uh, Matt Swander, Doug Dock, and I'm going to throw Les Hanna in here as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Dirt In It. Um, next week, I had a little help uh, with Les there. We're going to be talking with... Uh, Kenny Wallace, former Fox Sports uh, analyst and uh, cup driver, pretty much races anything now, uh, focusing on his uh, modified. Uh, so we'll be uh, speaking with him, or maybe he'll be speaking with us, and we'll maybe interrupt him every once in a while. I'm not sure. <laughs> Next week, book block in more than one hour <laughs> for our show. It's likely to run long. Uh, yeah, and worth every second of it. It's especially if we uh, squeeze a little uh, update from Anto Antoine uh, Hernandez uh, going on out there at uh, 
at the Chili, Chili Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, we've checked in with him from the Chili Bowl Nationals before. I think uh, he didn't get a ride until till late, though, from what I... Yeah, it's like the last couple of days. It, yeah. it all came together. So we'll talk to him as well. No, no guarantees on that, but uh, we'll see if we can squeeze all that together into one action-packed show. Two weeks from tonight, we'll be talking to Dona Marcoulier, a late model driver, won that series up there at Tri-City Merritt, and he's been a familiar face down around here, ran Oakshade quite a bit, and uh, very successful there. And apparently I have to ask him a question about uh, uh, Rusty Schlenk's glasses. I'm not sure what that the question was. But oh, no. There's a story there, and we'll get to the bottom of that. That's two weeks from tonight. Uh, don't forget to uh, give our Hammer Down Hotline a call if uh, you want to be on the show for really no particular reason at all. Uh, just call that number right there, 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081, anytime, day or night. Uh, leave a message on there. And just to prove that I will play back any message that is left on there, uh, check this out. This uh, actually probably has something to do with me setting up our, our website. So I apologize for this, but uh, there, yeah. Sorry. Hi, this is David with And we just received the information for your new website. And it does look like your website is now ready to be listed in the local and national search results. So you'll need to grab a pen as the following message includes important information for listing your website. You have been issued a temporary promo code in order to have your website properly listed in the local and national search results. Your promo code is valid through this Friday and waives the setup fees. To use your promo code and ensure your website's proper listing, you'll need to go to Select from the local or national listing, and then enter your promo code, 4171, to complete your registration. The process takes less than five minutes to complete, and it will ensure an increase in the visibility of your website. Congratulations on your new website, and we look forward to receiving your registration and serving you. Hi, this is David with And we've been trying to get a hold of you in regard to your new website. This will be our final attempt to contact you about your online registration instructions. Again, you have been issued a temporary promo code in order to have your website submitted into the national and local search listings. Your promo code is valid through today only and still does waive the setup fee for you. To complete your registration and to use your promo code, you'll need to go to select the local or national listing where you'd like your website to appear and then enter the promo code 4171 to waive the setup fee. This process takes less than five minutes to complete and will ensure an increase in the visibility of your website. We do look forward to seeing your registration today. So there you go. <laughs> I may have sped that up a little bit just because it kind of drew on just a little bit there. Quickly, I want to thank Tim Nichols, Tim's Dirt Track Simulators, once again, for allowing me to broadcast from his shop tonight. Check him out again at Tim's Dirt Track Simulators on Facebook and timsims.com. Do we get to play in him? Well, sure, anytime. He, he actually wants to come up at Oakshade and Millstream this year, so absolutely come down. We'll come here, have to be able to get a take a ride in him. <laughs> uh, thanks again to Oakshade Raceway for uh, sponsoring uh, the program and uh, helping us out with equipment here for the new year of uh, the Hammerdown Racing Report. Uh, in addition, I want to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys for uh, helping us out as well. And they do look pretty real. I've seen the pictures of them. They're like in the grass there. I was no, like, no, no. That was pictures of real ones. The the, the fake ones weren't even in the shot. That's but they, they, they the tracked the new... In. Yeah. It's good <laughs> stuff. Check out... Uh, I'm so confused right now. Realgeese.com. Being facetious, sorry, Craig. I know your product's awesome. 419-800-8100. Mill Street Speedway, of course, uh, check out uh, their Twitter or Facebook. Uh, You can access that on their uh, website, millstreamspeedway.net. Big D's out there at Clyde. Uh, Thanks again for uh, all they've done. And, uh, of course, Ryan Miller Race Cars. Give them a call, 734-856-7223. All my Buckeye fans, go to Big D's. Try the new Big Nut Burger. There you go, Big Nut Burger. Check out their uh, Facebook page. They got pictures of uh, the big nut guy there eating the burger. Yep, very cool stuff. 
So next week, again, we're back with Kenny Wallace, 7 o'clock Thursday night. Go eat your pizza, Mr. Ron Miller, Mr. Jerry. Jerry Keezer, have fun playing uh, some video games or whatever it is you're going to be doing there. And uh, sim racing. Sim, sim racing. racing. I'm sorry. Yes, it is sim racing. Didn't mean to offend any uh, sim racers out there. I used to do that years ago. I was a pioneer in that. I was doing sim racing when I still had dial-up. Yeah, crazy stuff. Check out our website, HammerdownRacingReport.com, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we will. Good night, everybody. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.